Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. When the Taco Bell prices were trying to escape uh-huh. Coruscant, they went up to the guy and they're like, what's your last name? And they're like, we don't have one. And he goes, Taco Bell prices so low. Yo, did you get your free taco last week? What are you asking me? Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Oh, in it, do, do. I'm not doing that today. Oh, whoa, whoa, making a decision. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I got the, I got the. Live from the Des Moines, Iowa studios. Have we done that yet? Yeah, that already we, played. Oh, I thought we did that every top of the show. Yeah, that would be horrendous. I am just not high yet. That's what the problem is. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Mike. Who's Mike? Cheering me on when I get high. Mike Haas. Oh, sure, sure. I thought you were talking about the microphone. I thought you were shouting out your microphone. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I was watching the Jets-Bills game oh, yeah, earlier me too. Me too. this afternoon. And uh, I'm glad he didn't play good for the sake of everybody around me. Mike White? Yeah. Mike White. Time, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every time. Sure. Mike White. Um, I was a little bummed because I wanted him to play well because I uh-huh. like chaos in the Jets organization. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll always have that. Well, chaos, chaos and creation in the Jets backyard. That's well, the name of my book. What I'm seeing right now is that Cam has already got two touchdowns for Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Exciting time for football sports sports. I support Cam culture, dude. Me too, dude. Me too. Um, D now, uh, how are you? How's life? How's it been? Me, I'm good. Big week, big week, bad yeah. week, big week, man. Tell me about uh, it. installed a bidet. Oh, bidet, yeah. mate. Uh huh. Learned today to not do a courtesy flush while, uh, whilst, yeah, the day in. Yeah, because you get thinking, you know, you got this running water going the whole time, mm-hmm. thinking it might be filling up the bowl a little bit too much, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So naturally, I went ahead and did a little courtesy flush mm-hmm. to try and like uh, empty that shit uh, and forgot about the fact that uh, it just takes away all the cold water. Yeah. That's so even in w- it out. So it was just hot water. So you my, like a wait, my, t- my warm bidet stream became a scolding hot magma. Do you? OK, so I've never I don't think I've ever actually used a bidet. Um, you want it to be hot. You want it to be cold. You want it to be warm. Warm. Nice. I think it'd be kind of fun to have be cold. Shock, sure, shock, sure. shock that butthole. Sure, it could be fun. Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. War, I guess warm would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish instead of bidet, yeah, I mean, I think bidets are great. They forgot to warm a brother. What I wish was that it, there was a time and it was easy enough to, as every time you shit, you just jump in the shower. Like, I wish that every time oh, I yeah. shit in public, I could just jump into a shower with my ass, red mm-hmm. and blue, and then just wipe, let the it should be everywhere. Starbucks should off. have showers. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Everywhere should have a shower. At yeah. work, when I'm like sluggish, I should have the option to go get a cup of coffee or to go All take right. a quick yeah. shower. When I'm sluggish, I write uh, hip hop songs 
in Minneapolis. That's right. Slug. Uh-huh. And then I die in beer. Rip. He's dead? No, no. Slugs die in beer. You never heard about that? You put like a oh. plate of beer. You put a plate, you put a dish of beer. It's like uh Santa, but you're trying to kill him. Right? <laughs> yeah. You put dishes of beer around your garden. Yeah. You know, your garden. Yeah. And then fucking slugs die. I didn't know they that. Just, they just get drawn into it and fucking die. There's some sort of a thing with slugs and salt, but I also don't know what that is. Yeah, make them disappear. Yeah, they like shrink all up or something. Uh huh. So yeah. of course, as a kid, I pick up fucking rocks mm-hmm. and then just pour pour salt. I don't on have top it. of every every fucking bug under a rock. It's kind of cool. I don't really have a um like a history with slugs. Yeah. Yeah, like well, I've never really well, seen them. Did you have a history with moving rocks and then seeing all the bugs underneath all of a sudden just be like, ah, fuck, we've been had. I did think that was weird, but I don't think it was ever. But I don't remember slugs necessarily being one unless I'm just worms and worms. I know a lot of creepy crawlers under a nice damp rock. I like that shit. I love finding night crawlers. Night crawlers were cool. Yeah. You know, big fuckers. Good old, a good old hand dug American worm. Here's a question. When you pull a night crawler crawler in half and they, you know, they Mm -hmm. keep moving. Yeah. Did I create two things or is one of those dead? And are they both dead and it just hasn't died yet? I mean, to be fair, we're all dead and we just haven't died yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I always had an issue with that uh, oh, when I go fishing because yeah. I'd be like, uh-huh. this fucker is mm-hmm. still looks like he's going at it. Brother. Yeah. I listened to a radio lab this week on nostalgia. Oh, wow. Did it make you feel horrible about our podcast? <laughs> It made me feel nostalgic about our nostalgic podcast. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like five years of this fucker. Yeah, we do. We got a lot. But of no, it. I was mostly talking about how they used to think it was like a sickness, like Ooh. Swiss, like Swiss army dudes. You know, the regular army dudes that have all the gadgets built into them. Yeah, yeah. But They're red. They would get nostalgic for and then like start humming like uh, milk herder songs. And then the army would be like, you guys do that. We're going to fucking torture you so stop being homesick we need you to be fine-tuned killing machines that's interesting considering how weaponized nostalgia became by like america in like the 50s and stuff yeah well that was that was pre-romanticism as well so sure uh and one one, that was like uh 18th century swiss Mm -hmm. but uh, not long after that uh there was a romantic leaning to nostalgia yeah we're like everybody's History is written way better and all the bad things are pushed out. No, it's and... just people start watching Julia Roberts movies. I watched an episode of Julia Child's the other. I've been watching Pluto TV a lot. Prepping oh, for yeah. our, new, our new podcast. Oh, uh-huh. I, I ninth figured planet, out... ninth rock from the sun. No, it's called Pluto. Uh, Pluto. Fuck. I'm going to come. <laughs> uh, but I was watching an episode. of I was flipping channels and I was uh-huh. watching an episode of Julia Child. You know, she was a cook, a, a chef. Right. Yeah. And it's a black she and... a chef. Well, she was a TV presenter chef. I don't know, but uh-huh. she was. This was from the. I think you 50s. have to have papers. You're right. Probably. I'm or sure at least she cans. I'm sure she was educated. Chef you know? had cans. So did I'm Julia be- Childs. Oh yeah, she had big D. Big yeah, D be- better cans. Yeah. Shoot. But it was black and white. It was probably from the 50s. And there's a part where okay, so she's getting all of her ingredients out, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, organizing them and stuff. And it looks like an episode of I Love Lucy, except for it's you know reality or whatever you know it's live or it's filmed live and she's like 
okay, and now here's what you want to do. You want to make sure you have all of your ingredients lined up uh, before you blend, before you put it in the blender, because you don't want to, and she was trying to say, you don't want to bother the batter, mm-hmm. but she said, you don't want to bother the bladder. And she goes, because you don't want to bother the bladder. And then she goes, <laughs> and she laughed so hard and it made me laugh. And she's like, well, you don't want to bother the bladder either. I don't think this will do yeah. that. And it was such a like real moment. And I was like, I just shared a real moment that was a mis- it wasn't like that was planned with a woman who's been dead for fucking 25 years from 70 years ago. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Like, I loved it. I really loved it. How hard it made me laugh at the world we live in nowadays. Yeah. You've been watching any Pluto TV lately? Uh, I, I did some antiques roadshow. OK, that's always one of the go to's. Yeah, I like that show. Mm-hmm. I wa- I've been watching yeah. Amazing Race. Oh, yeah. That's a show about white people, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, actually. Sorry, that's a Zach Galifianakis joke. Um, that, uh, I always have to bring up it. I've been watching that. Don't, and then- don't come for me, woke mob. No. Oh, hey, I haven't heard. Did the woke Actually, mob- I wish the woke mob would come for me. Just. Oh, boy. I didn't hear. Did the woke mob end up slitting Aaron Rodgers throat or what? What happened there? Is he OK? Right. I like um, watching. When's Scorsese yeah. going to make a woke mob movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fun. After I've always yeah. wanted to be a social justice warrior. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, golly. Uh, and then I've also been watching a lot of uh, Tailspin lately. Oh, yeah. On Disney Plus. Oh, best of friends through thick and thin mm-hmm. with another Tailspin. Oh, no, yeah. No. Tailspin. Oh, we oh. Tailspin. Oh, drop a wicket in Wait. on another Tailspin. And begin it. Um, I started watching. You saw this in the theater, right? Jungle Cruise. Yes. I started watching Jungle Cruise last night and I turned it off about half an hour in. And I was like, they should have just made that a tailspin movie. <laughs> like, you know, they're doing all these live action reboots. of well, stuff. Yeah, you never made it to this big twist in the middle. And I 100 percent didn't make it to the big twist in the middle. Yeah. Wait, yeah. In the, is, wait, in the middle, does it turn into a tailspin movie? Oh, Whirlpool. Does he or turn into a, a blue and, and she turns into a. What's her name? Yeah. And her brother turns into a kit cloud kicker. That's right. That's crazy. Uh, I Every I time start... I see Rebecca from Telspin, it gives me a case of blue balls. Yeah. She was voiced by Sally Struthers, who was on um, what's called uh, commercials, right? Yes. But she was also on she Archie... to give money to, to kids and Archie Bunker. She was on Archie Bunker when I was a kid. Oh, when, you yeah. know, the reruns. Uh huh. And I had a big crusher on her on from that. And then later she's on. Gilmore Girls, and she looks like an older woman, which is fine. People age, but like yeah. I remember being like, "Man, what if she still looked like Rebecca from Tailspin?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Tailspin lately. You've been watching it. What else you get up to? You you got the bidet hooked up. You mm-hmm. do anything else fun this week? Concerts, uh, shows, karaoke. Funly fun little comedy show at the station last night. Yeah. Or Friday night. That's what it was. Saw some uh, photos. Some loud, oblivious lady decided to talk through the entire show when we're in the back room of a fucking bar and had four different people ask her to shut up. Jeez, I hate I politely. Can't. And uh, her response was like, I'm funnier than these people. And it's like, and, well, she's mostly mad because she was sitting up front and talking and yeah. somebody told her to shut up. So then she just kind of dug in and 
kept going where it's just like, bro, there's an entire another bar connected to this bar. The I've, same bar, in fact. I've done so much. I've done so little stand up in the last year that I have forgotten all of those parts. I've forgotten all of the bad parts. I only yeah. remember when it rocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, boy, yeah, I can't handle that. Um, but that's yeah, fun. Did that saw the Eternals finally. You did. Now, what'd you think? How many causes? Really? Oh, um, on the Marvel scale of causes, it's a four out of five. Oh, wow. You loved it. Yeah, it's definitely in my upper third Marvels. Cool. That's I like exciting. all the I like the conceptually a whole bunch. Yeah, you know? me too. It was it's firmly in the middle for me when it comes to Marvels, but I also I enjoyed it a lot, as we yeah. said last week. I like um, all the different time travel, like the time periods and stuff. Did you um uh how do you feel about Kamel? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love the idea of him mm-hmm. on set shooting yeah. the movie and just running around with finger guns totally for like four months. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, they'll fix it in post-op. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll fix it later. And he just run around finger gun, like finger yeah. banging the fucking MCU. He's uh, he's great. And he uh, so one thing, though, and that spoiler, a little slight spoiler alert. But didn't you think it was weird when he did, wasn't there for the big final battle? Yeah, I the whole time I kept thinking it was going to he was going to come back like Han Solo. Like that right. he was going to come back and try to, but then he didn't. And then at the end, it was just like, okay, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I was just, it kind of my, threw my expectations up. My only problem with it was when it uh, veered a little too uh, MCU-y. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. Where you could really feel it was kind of its own thing, but then it all of a sudden would have a little bit too marvel of a joke. Like too it seems like they could have just, they could should have just left the humor at, uh, Kamel and uh-huh. his assistant. Yeah. Like that was all genuine and great, but there, I mean, it's whatever, you know, like the stuff when but, Druick and what's his name are like trading the thing back and forth. Like it's a silly joke, but it's like, why would they do that? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to the character so far. But um, just but the scope it. and scale and just being different, yeah. you know, like I like my Marvel. It's, yeah. But to a degree, it can get pretty homogenized, you know, totally. and uh, it, it's, it's nice to see them try and do something uh, out of the out of their comfort zone that isn't like straight up comedy. Like yeah, the, the tie which I love and I'm looking forward to that. You know, like Thor and Guardians were the best shakeups to the formula. Yeah, but you know they they all let comedy. Yeah, in all of their things and just uh, I just like the high concept of uh, you know building the universe more and like. Uh, yeah, you know, all that. I mean, the scale of it all is pretty fucking cool. It's one of the best final fight scenes in any Marvel movie, as far as I'm concerned. I maybe you I this was kind of I think I said this last week, but like for being a very complicated story, I felt like it was so easy to follow. Yeah. I And uh, having so many characters, I never was like, who's this? Wait, who's this? Yeah. Whereas Same. I get that in all, like in other movies, not even Marvel movies. I get that like in just regular movies where I'm yeah, like, you're oh, able, I'm lost. I, I got every character for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Um, what comes out this next week? Something good comes out next week, and I can't think of what it Ghostbusters? is. Ghostbusters? Oh, is that what it is? I'm not, yeah, but there's something else. Fuck. But yeah, I'm going to see. Uh, so this is exciting. I have the next two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the dentist. I'm going to the doctor. To what check time are you going to the dentist? 2.30. I got an appointment. Yeah, pretty exciting. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then um, uh, 
Uh, I'm also going to go see a bunch of movies during the because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going on yeah. vacation. I'm just taking time off. So I'm going to go see uh, the French Dispatch, which is the new uh, Wes Anderson on Monday, I think. And then I want I guess I'll see Ghostbusters. But I, th- I was thinking there was another big movie. Oh, coming is out it the Edgar weekend. Wright uh, last want, night in Soho? I want to see that. But I've heard that's kind of way more scary than I thought it would be. Um, but I want to see that. And I want to see. Um, uh, oh, shit. I'm looking at Clifford? Oh, lic- no, uh, licorice pizza. The new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. You're talking about, oh, man, there's a lot of uh, uh, Arturi, uh, like yep. all of the guys are out right now. Well, because there's I a, think there's the a pandemic, PTA, a Wes Anderson and yeah. Edgar Wright all at once. Those That's are right. like uh, a lot of people's favorite yeah. directors. Yeah. And I think it's probably because of the way the pandemic went. They can they couldn't scatter them as much as they <laughs> used to, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for that because I like seeing movies in the theater. Um trying to see i was i might go to titus andronicus are playing sometime very soon and i want to go nice. see them i got an offer to go see them last week uh friend of the show david citric was there but um it was one of those things it's like hey i got we got you got a free ticket somebody backed out we're here now in jersey you got to get to jersey and there's right. like an hour before they take the stage and i was like i can't there's no way i could make that work right now um but it was really fun uh the idea of it and i want to go see them this week i think and then just try to see more bands, you know? Yeah. Stuff keeps coming, like bands keep coming and I just keep missing them or, you know, or they sell out right away. Menzinger uh-huh. sold out right away. From bottom well, didn't they sell took out, a but couple albums like, before they sold out. <laughs> That's fun. They're uh, fine. I was just making a joke. I don't think they sold out. No, nobody no. we list to sells out. I would. I'd sell out in a second. Oh, I'd sell out so fucking hard. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um. By the way, I wanted I, to shout out. We could out. just start talking about draining the swamp right now. Speaking of fucking money in here. Speaking of friends getting um, or, you know, selling out in a good way. Emily Winter has a book out right now Mm -hmm. um, that is called I'm going to Google it while we're sitting here. Emily Winter trivia book. It's called One Day Smarter, Hilarious Random Information to Uplift and Inspire. It's a novel. Emily's a great friend. Go buy it. Also, Dewey Lovett has a book out right now. That's right. That is called Scary Stories, but not too scary. It's awesome. Go buy it. And last but not least, good friend of the show, Ben Katzner has a new book out that is like a comic book called Hello, My Name is Poop. Also very good. These are real books that are in stores you could go buy. So and they're all like 10 bucks there. You know, it's not these aren't novels. These aren't uh, these aren't like, uh, you know, 500 page Dune books. These are regular size books. Hmm. Uh, So go buy all three of those right now. I just think it's cool. It's a weird time where we know so many people putting out stuff right now yeah. right do you want to write a book mm-hmm. no man yeah. i can't even write a fucking paragraph same you i see my write, tweets i've been trying to write an instagram story and i'm having a hard time with it yeah you know um let's see what else you got uh danielle she's been having a good time yeah everybody's having a good time here man well good i saw i think We're, she she posted a funny thing the other day i don't know if she made it or if it was just a meme she found but it was like what if I told you we had the vaccine all along and it was a bunch of bottles of Sobe? <laughs> and that made me laugh real hard. Hell yeah. Yeah, really good. Um, wow, this is a tight top of the show, I feel like. Yeah, let's uh we got, a, we got a big trend in topics. Plus, I was gonna eat this snack right here. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, so uh why don't you crinkle up that snack? Let the listeners guess what it is. Okay. Really falling apart now. The show. <laughs> Thank you. 
Trending topics. Trending topics. Second segment of the show. Real quick, I also watched the movie Serial Mom this week. Oh, nice. That's about the lady that fucks Toucan Sam, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, you see that? Funny you bring that up. It's the four year anniversary of our serial episode. Four years? Ay, 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 mama mia. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just going forever. Thank you, listeners, huh? Yeah. Give it up for you guys. Um, the uh, I watched Zero Mom direct. I I watched that when I was a kid. Have you ever seen that movie? Kathleen no. Turner, Sam uh, Watterson. A little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We watched it when I was a kid a couple times because my sister liked it a lot. But I did, first off did not remember how gory and hilarious it was. I didn't know it was a John Waters movie. Fucking awesome. Lo- absolutely loved it. I think I gave it three and a half Cosies or maybe four Cosies. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Uh, but now it's time for trending topics. Now, buddy, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Oh, boy, do we? I got a list. I'm going to go down the list and we'll just talk about nope. it all. We don't have an Obi-Wan teaser, but. First up, did we mention this last week? Animaniacs season two is out. Yes. Did we? You wouldn't shut up about it. We got another episode, another season of the woke oh, fucking Warner right. Brothers. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you hate that. You no, I just like reading the com. I don't know why I just read comments. Not me, man. It, it hurts my brain. Gideon will text me stuff media. like, give this whole Kyle Rittenhouse co- trial. Gideon's like, are you looking at this? And I'm like, no, man, I can't put that in my fucking head. Yeah. I can't add that to my brain. Uh, I'm not going to read comments for something I didn't create. I'm not going to read comments for something I did create. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's very good. Okay, so then we'll move on to the Disney Plus announcements. Um, Obi-Wan. You saw the little featurette thing, a minute and a half or whatever it was. Uh uh-uh. What? I no. figured. Oh, I figured you would. It's on Disney Plus. It's great. It's basically just uh, you and McGregor kind of talking about how exciting it is to be back, and then they show yeah. like Hayden Christensen practicing lightsaber battling. Oh, right on. Really, all I fucking saw was the Warwick Davis, uh, the Willow. Yeah, which yeah, is kind of funny. Cool. Pretty cheeky. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that'll be cool. Um, so then let me go down the list that so you didn't watch any of the other trailers either. You didn't watch. Yeah, Moon I don't Knight? know. I don't. I, oh, I saw the Moon Knight thing. That's great. He's the Moon beating Knight. the shit out of that guy. Yeah. Moon Knight's going to be awesome. Um, the She-Hulk trailer was pretty good and pretty funny at times. I really like that. Uh, like where there's a section where it cut to like is as if it was the 70s show where they it looks like the 70s. It's full screen. And she looks at the camera and is like, you wouldn't don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And it was like, oh, OK, that's fun. Um, but here's everything. The X-Men animated series is going to have another season. Yeah, I heard that called X-Men 97. looks great. Same. A lot of the same creative team. Um, Moon Knight trailer is great. She-Hulk trailer is great. They're doing a show called Echo, which is about the character Echo. And that's going to be a spinoff of Hawkeye. They already have a series dedicated to this. Oh, wow. Um, and it might be maybe like a situation where it's Hawkeye season two because they don't really want to do a season two, you know? Um, but that's there. They they announced Agatha House of Harkness, so that's going to be oh a, yeah, a I series. heard about that. Um, they're doing a Marvel Zombies full animated series, similar a, a spinoff of What If. There you go. Um, they're doing What If season two. You see all those What If toys that Dan got? No, I did not. Did he uh, make a video? Dan, no, well, not yet. He posted okay. an Instagram uh slide, and he got a whole bunch of Marvel Legends What If toys like uh, Star Lord T'Challa. Oh, that's uh, great. Zombie Cap. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. I love Agent those. Carter. Um, and they were all pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, cool that's stuff. awesome. 
I did not yeah. see it yet. I'll have to take a look. Um, well, we're a toy podcast now, so I figured I'd bring that up. No, we aren't. Tomorrow, I'm excited. Next, one of the things we're doing this week while I'm off is we're going to go to our storage unit and get stuff out of our storage unit. And that's cool because I have a couple action figures in there from when I was a kid that I just never got rid of. And I'm excited uh-huh. to bring them out and put them on the shelves. Um. Okay, so what if season two? There's a first look at Miss Marvel, which is really good. I think Miss Marvel is going to be a really good series because um, I like that character a lot. Uh, there's an, a logo for the Ironheart series, which is like a Tony Hawk or a Tony uh, Stark spinoff type thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Secret Invasion, they put out a cast photo of Sam Jackson looking like shit, like looks haggard and old. And it's creating a lot of um, questions now of like, has the Sam Jackson in the MCU been a scroll always? You know what I mean? Like, when was he not a scroll? When was the last time he was normal, you know? Or when was the last time he was regular? And that's very interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it could then, have been a robot, too. Yeah. Knowing, uh, knowing old uh, how homeboy rolls. Yeah. Nick Fury. Coulson. There's been plenty of Fury robots. Um, there's also Prey, which... We were tweeted about this from somebody, maybe my cause or somebody that um, you pitched this on the show a long time ago. Yeah. I don't remember it necessarily, well, but I think I, I don't think it's going to be the prequel that I pitched. Okay. Which would be the Jim Hoppa. It'd be oh. about the, the same predator in the same jungle from the original movie. It looks like it's like uh, taking out Indians or something. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I suck it. Having topics. this nostalgic podcast. Um, I do. Then there's uh, the Beatles documentary comes out November 25th, the Peter Jackson one. So make sure to watch that because you'll love that. And that'll be a fun thing to talk about. Um, they announced Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which should have been with us since we sent in an audition years ago. Yeah. Is that a film or a show? Theories. Um, it's going to be a with Disney the Plus Lonely series. Island? With, no, it's just Andy Samberg and um, my, John Mulaney. But oh. maybe the Lonely Islander writing on it. They shared it on Instagram, though. Um, maybe Andy Samberg doesn't have Instagram, so he shares stuff through their account or something. Who's Monterey Jack? I don't know yet. I haven't got I, I refreshed my email, but I haven't been told. Um, it's going to be a whole bunch of confused kids getting yeah. boners over Gadget Hat and Oh, what if Gadget's like fucking so hot? <laughs> like Gadget's like horny hot, you know? Yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 first look is out that's cool they're going to do a second Hocus Pocus movie oh they really um, run amok with that uh, and then uh, so the behind the scenes Willow's thing was really fun you're right and then the last thing that was announced that I had no idea about was that we talk about the Disney live action movies they're doing a live action Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks and then like some people I don't know I assume he's going to be Geppetto or uh, maybe Jiminy Cricket but yeah, well, if you listen to uh, Q, he's always been a pedo. <laughs> Fucking A, man. That's crazy. I'll wait till Gideon texts me about it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, man. That's so that's that's a huge slate this week, you know? Yeah. Are you what are you most excited for out of all that? Oh, Righteous Gemstone season two. Okay, yeah. Righteous. I gotta see that. I gotta see the first season. Oh, Pharrell? Stacy. Oh, they just watched- dropped the trailer. It was fucking nice. I think it started when I was on the road somewhere or mm-hmm. something like that. Cause Stacy watched it without me, but it was like, not when I was home. You know what I mean? I mean, I just want Obi. I want Obi-Wan and Moon Knight. Yeah. I want those two as well. I think those will be very good. Um, those are the things for me. Yeah. 
I'm trying to look forward to a bunch more. I'm trying to look into more movies and TV shows that are coming out to 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 get on board with. I like yeah, I, hype is fun. That's what I, what's always fun about these things is when you mm-hmm. get hype. Yeah, and when stuff doesn't work, was that on this yeah. show? I was talking about that, or was that on a different podcast I did where I was talking about the thing I like about uh, Wes Anderson was like how. I like, okay, so like Wes Anderson's been making all these movies. He's a director I really like. I understand if people don't like him. But like he made this movie called uh, Grand Budapest Hotel that was like amazing to me. It was like perfect. And then the next movie was Isle of Dogs, which was very good, but not as good as that. And so it kind of slipped a little bit, you know, still a fantastic movie. But so now I'm I'm so excited to see French Dispatch because I'm like, well, do you think he's going to be on par with Isle of Dogs? Slip a little bit or will he go back and now this is going to be better than you know, and and I yeah. think that's awesome. That's such a fun surprise to not, you know, to be excited about what's going to happen with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, and then I, I the things that I liked are the things that I was surprised about. Like I was surprised how much I enjoyed What If. So I'm excited to see Absolutely. more of it. Um, uh, I'm kind of excited for this new Hawkeye series, even though I hate Hawkeye. I hate that actor. Mm-hmm. Um but it's one of those things that kind of blows about all this all this Marvel shit is where like two comic writers who are like in their 40s created these stories and made this like desirable and cool. And they're even using a lot of the same stories and the same images. And then those people don't get paid shit for it. You know, yeah. um, Dan makes posts about that, about like how much look at how much the writers of like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier get paid compared to the people who wrote those comics that didn't get shit from it, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. Really, you see it, you see it at Netflix too. Meanwhile, they keep making shows like squid. Uh, yeah. Squid games. And then uh, they don't pay their writers. It's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up how uh, the labor mm-hmm. makes all the money, but then the management gets to keep all the money across so many sectors. Yep. You know, it's almost like profit is theft. Exactly. You know? And uh, stealing your time is theft. And yeah, uh, the uh, I feel very lucky coming off this like crazy move I did with my job at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel very lucky that I feel like I'm one of the only people I know who for the amount of work I put in to the amount of money they pay me to the way the company is run. I feel like it's done very well. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is such a non uh, common situation. That it really makes me, it's hard to be like, I, I'll say it all the time. My job sucks because I hate having a job. It's not their fault. I yeah. just hate having a job. But yeah, yeah. I still think I'm better off than most people I know because I got lucky enough to fall into something that I only, I only have a my, conscience. I only hate my job when the alarm goes off. I was asked a question recently. A mm-hmm. um, friend of mine that listens to the show reached out and was curious. How, who picks when you're on a site, who picks... The mu- I understand you always are blasting music, right? Yeah. So how does that happen? Do you make a decision that you're just well, going to blast music and it's up to you? Or you have the biggest radio. Okay. And that's it? Yeah. So like, much. so like, do people get mad? Do, does anybody ever come up to you and be like, hey, man, turn that shit down or anything oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just let it happen. Well, uh, I normally don't blast my shit unless I'm kind of by myself. Doing this. Okay. Okay. That's what, that's what you're curious about is like, who chooses the music and do you guys ever and, trade off? Like when we see you blasting. If I'm blasting, blasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kumail. Finger blasting, yeah. If you're That's right. knuckles deep in a woman on an electronics or a 
I, tip, I typically don't rock the fucking straight up hard metal when I'm yeah. around a lot of people, you know? Yeah. That's when I bust out like Phil Collins. Sure. Phil Collins is fun. And Huey Lewis. Yeah, that guy. If you don't like Phil Adelphia Collins and Hubert K. Lewis, you can fuck right off. I made a joke about Huey Lewis. Start not- spreading the news. Yeah, that's one. But some I think I, about that all the time. It's a really I don't know good the setup. one. I just know the punchline. It's line. uh start spreading the news, and that's Huey directing his band to make him a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. There it is. Uh no, we were talking. I was thinking I was having a zoom with some of my friends from high school, and somebody mentioned how Michael Jackson and they were like how horrible he is. And I'm like, Yeah, that fucking asshole. He stole all of Huey's thunder in the 80s. Like, that's the reason I think Michael Jackson is a bad person. Right. Oh boy. Um, yeah, there's been a lot, a lot of good music came out this week too, but like the new, um, oh shit. Now I'm going to forget her name. Taylor Swift. Well, the Taylor Swift stuff, you can't escape it, especially if you live my life because everybody I work with is a 21 year old white girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, then there's, um, God, it damn, is kind what- of funny. I was, uh, yeah, I'm oblivious to a lot of shit. Yeah. And she was on Saturday night live and the wife was watching it. And I was like, man, these are some fucking immature lyrics. Like, <laughs> what are these lyrics? So how old is Taylor Swift? She sounds like she's a 22 year old girl <laughs> crying about this shit. That's really funny. And I found out it was like a re-release. Of, yeah, uh, of an album from when she was 22. <laughs> yeah, man, it's she must be hard up on cash where it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go into the studio and re-record and re-release this stuff. And Do you know the real story? Do you know why she's doing this? Yeah. yeah. What are we surprised? You can't trust Mysterio. What the fuck? <laughs> no. It. Yeah. She didn't do it. She didn't re-release Red to get back at Jake Gyllenhaal. She made a choice to re-release Red. It just happens she gets to get back at Jake Gyllenhaal. I want to know when Carl Urban and uh, Bruce there Willis was, are going to re-release Red. There was a really great tweet that was like, uh, uh, "Every white woman you know and gay man." Oh my God, Taylor's going for Jake's heart. I hope somebody checks on him. And then it's like uh, Jake Dylan Hall texting a 19-year-old Belarusian model. It's so beautiful in New York today. Uh, I, no, the real the reason why she's doing this, which I think is pretty awesome, or on her terms, is she put all those albums out, and then there's this fucking scumbag music producer guy named Scooter Braun, who mm. like... No, never trust a scooter. That's right. She signed like some sort of a record deal with him at one point, and then through like through like lawyer tricks, he ended up owning her entire back catalog, and so he could license it to movies and TV shows, and made like ninety nine percent of the money on it. Um, and she thought that was super fucked up, and she fought it in court but lost. So then what she did was she just was like, "Well, he only owns the originals, so if I re- yeah. re-release all that music, I get the rights." And then mm-hmm. she did that. And then a lot of industry things, like a lot of organizations are like, okay, well, going forward, if we would like to use one of your songs in a movie, we'll make sure to use that version instead of his version so he doesn't get the money for it and stuff. So that's why there's like, if you see the joke a lot on Twitter, Taylor's version, that's why. Wow. It's because like she's re-recording her old songs and then in parentheses, it'll say Taylor's version. Um, which is kind of, it's it's similar to the the Beatles had a similar situation where Michael Yeah, Jackson it's like when that guy starts stuff. stealing all that fucking shit and, and putting it out without her consent it's like why you gotta be so mean <laughs> that's right uh it's i don't love it because i don't love that era tale i mean not that i love any of it but like 
that era Taylor Swift is just not, it doesn't check in with me at all. I don't fucking care, but I really do like those songs well, she put out during the pandemic. It checks in with Jake Gyllenhaal. Make sure he's doing all yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Make sure Jake's heart's in the right I didn't spot. even know they were a thing. Me neither. I never, rem- I don't remember that. Remember when he was the Prince of Persia? Yeah, I think about that a I lot. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot. What I because I like him a lot and mm-hmm. and I wouldn't consider him like a bad guy, but maybe he is. I don't know, because he he's in that John Mulaney sack lunch bunch special. But then John Mulaney's kind of an asshole, too. And when you look at it, so who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows where it all ends up? Um, Golly. Yeah. Taylor Swift. How many Taylor Swift songs do you think you can name? Four. Give him to me. All right. Shake it off. Yeah. It's a mean. Hit. Yep. Wow, you confidently gave up after two. Hold on, I'm thinking. I'm trying to get one stuck in my head. Yeah. You know, that 1994 album was everywhere that year. So I know mm-hmm. I just don't know the names, you know, but there were like 19 that album was called 1989, by the way. Oh, Hey man, six years off, man. I appreciate a lot of people like Taylor Swift, you know, yeah. and she writes her stuff. And yeah, and, she does. Uh, That's what's great. She has she an emotional connection stuff. with her fans, and she, she seems to care about them. She seems like got a good head on her shoulders. Good politics. Yeah. So uh, keep keep rocking in a free world, there, Taylor. Uh, yeah. And I don't well, know, no, maybe you shred got it. some more. You got it. She wrote "Keep Rocking in the Free World." Oh yeah. Yeah. I wish she just went back to shredding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember when Taylor Swift just used to fucking come out and just be like, listen up, motherfuckers. I hate all my ex. Oh, wait. Uh, what's that? What's that one? We are never, ever, ever getting, getting back, back together. together. That's three. That's three. Oh, you I bet you could get another one. What was the one weird owl did? The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi. Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, it's time to talk about today's uh, topic. Didn't didn't. What what are we? Uh, what's the topic? Patrick, come on, be professional. I know people can't fucking watch this shit. He's over here. He's got a goddamn stocking cap pulled down over his face or uh-huh. a beanie. Nobody, Tooth? nobody knows what a fucking stocking cap a toque? is. What, what toque. You call? I'd call I it, call a, it stock- a stocking cap. I call it a stocking. stocking. Cap. I call yeah, it a stocking from cap Iowa, also. Yeah. Where people are fucking sensible. I say if this was missing, I'd say, where the fuck is my stocking cap? Yeah. Anyways, today's show is brought to you by Dark Man. Dark Man. Wait. Dark Man? The 1990 movie starring... Wait, did you Fuck, watch Blank I, I, Man? No, I watched Duck Man. <laughs> starring... Uh, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander, yeah. The 1995 USA animated adult series. Yeah. That was a show, man. For a while. Yeah. I remember that was, watching That was it. weird anime. It was like straight out of liquid television type looking shit. Yeah. And I remember... His little assistants would get killed every episode. Now ruled. Maybe it does... But in when I remember watching it as a kid, I don't remember there being structure to it. So like I just remember it would end and I'd be like, whoa, that's the end of yeah. the episode. Nothing happened. A lot of big tits. Yeah. Big ass fucking knockers of, in that. A lot movie. of big fucking tits and duck, man. Yeah. A lot of big, big knockers. Uh, yeah. 
more like double D duck man. Duck, All right, duck yeah. Man. So this is yeah. Dark man. Ah. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah, that's fun. Fighter of the night, man. Whoa. Champion of the sun. I feel like you should do day man. Champion of the dark man. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, a new Sunny uh, trailer dropped too. Yep. new episodes coming out December 1st. Stoked about that. Did you see that thing the other day that uh, apparently uh, Glenn Howerton was almost Star-Lord? No, that yeah. ruled like it came down between him and, and Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt and like legit, like to the line, like it was almost him. And he said that, like, it really fucked him up for a while because he didn't get it. Um, he's a golden god yeah even though he didn't give a shit really you know at the time he was just like oh this is cool but then afterwards when that movie came out he was like really kind of depressed about it for a little bit um what a good dude i really like all three of those guys yeah you know caitlin also ain't bad either no she's great danny devito's Uh, a pretty cool guy love danny devito penguin last week yeah that's right um but this week we're talking about a movie from 1990 starring uh directed by uh sam raimi Starring Liam Neeson called mm-hmm. Dark Man. Also, his brothers are in it. Yep. Ted. Ivan. The other one. Doe. Ivan. Yep. Co-written by Ivan. Uh, now, what was your experience with Doe? this? We talked about doing this a few weeks ago on this never show. Never saw it. Yeah. I ain't seen it for shit. You've never even heard of it. Oh, I've heard of it. I knew. I mean, come on. There were video games. It was one of those weird rated R movies mm-hmm. that uh, was also kind of marketed to kids, but not directly. Yeah. You no. Know? But if you have a fucking Nintendo game. Yeah. It's, NES, a, it's a kids movie. It's 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 marketed towards kids. I um but it was so, rated R, so I just yeah. never got around to seeing it. So it was on I uh, when I was a kid maybe in So this came out in 1990. We got cable I think in 93. So I'll say sometime in like maybe 94 there was a this was on the USA network one day. Yeah. And I started watching it and was like, this is cool. And so I recorded it off of TV that day on a VHS tape. And then I watched it a lot for like a year to the point where like I probably had it memorized. Um, it's pretty gnarly. And then, yeah. And then I rewatched if I was it. A, if I was like a fucking 10 year old too, yeah. like I, me watching it today, I was like, I really enjoyed watching it for the first time. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking, man, it had been, uh, th- th- this would have been in the rotation. It's also crazy that like it's good like Lee, uh, I mean given they weren't the biggest stars but like Liam Neeson and Francis McDormand star in it and they're both big actors that's big yeah. time it's all, uh, uh, dramatic it's, actors it's funny I was Wikipedia out and about and it's kind of interesting because uh, Raimi the next project that he does after this is that he writes uh, the Hudsucker proxy yeah Coen Brothers which is and, a Coen Brothers movie and she's married to Joel Cohen. Yeah. Uh, and they're also friends. And there's a whole bunch of there's a lot of Cohen Raimi yeah. crossover. I might be uh, wrong, but I think they are actually producers on one of the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. I think the Cohen brothers produce on one of the Evil Dead movies. And it's also interesting to note that uh, according to the Wikipedia, uh, this movie was made because Sam Raimi failed to acquire the rights to both Batman mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the shadow. Oh, weird. Yeah. The Alec Baldwin movie that thankfully nobody died on the set yeah. of. Yeah. Thank but, God. Uh, um, yeah. Man, whoever made that movie really cast a shadow. Yeah. I'm looking but, up uh, to see who that was. Who's what? I'm going to see looking up the shadow of the movie to see who wrote it or who directed oh, it. 
I'm not sure, but it came out in like 95, 94. Oh, no shit. Because we covered it in the 1994 podcast with me, John Bill and Cini. It's It was directed by uh, Russell McKay, who is the um, director of uh, Highlander, the guy who created Highlander oh. and everything. So we oh, talked yeah, about yeah. him a few months ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of interesting that uh, this movie only exists because the Bat- the Tim Burton Batman movies do. Yeah. And but was, uh, so- it's also kind of funny mm-hmm. just knowing Raimi's eventual career arc with the Spider-Man stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and now again, Doctor Strange. And this is the only movie he, uh, outside of the Evil Dead, that he wrote and directed all the way up until uh, he did, he's only done the Evil Deads, this, Spider-Man 3, and uh, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, wow. As far I'm, as writing and directing. And I'm, it's also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's also fun that you can just hear. Uh, it's like a ma- like Elfman's score in this is such a mashup of Batman meets the Evil Dead. Because mm-hmm. he also did both of those scores. Yeah. So you can hear like little things that uh, go towards uh, Army of Darkness mm-hmm. in the score and little little notes that go towards uh, Batman. It, it really shows me the... Um... I so I loved like I said I watched this a lot when I was a kid but I wasn't like analyzing shit when I was a kid but nowadays I am like now watching this today especially after the month we've had or of watching movies the last couple months but like this movie feels like it takes place in the Batman universe like you could believe this is just another city and that Michael Keaton is in but Gotham and this is a different city um because of that music because of that iconic and also that era of Danny Elfman that yeah because this is a year after Batman but then also because of the stylistic, the way as the director that he is, that Sam Raimi is, those shots and the way that everything is lit and shot, it, it really feels like it could take place in the Spider-Man there, universe. In there two. are so many. I just fucking love the little things Sam Raimi does in his fucking movies. And I, I'm I'm unashamed to say it like his quick zooms yeah. are always fucking great. And he does that a lot. Uh, he does a montage thing that you see a couple other times like when there's like shadowy like things floating around in the background with yeah, like, and uh, it's like newspaper headlines and it's totally like oh this is just pretty much the expositional book of the dead scene yep. from fucking or the opening credits to Spider-Man 2 yeah. you know and just like like when I don't know. the thing I like that he does in this and I've seen him do it in other movies too but like in this it's really obvious is when uh, whenever Darkman or what's it, whatever his name is, Peyton is like cracking. He kind of like zooms in on his face and then yeah. it, like shows all that crazy shit and you see exactly. like skulls and stuff. And that's and like you've seen that with Spider-Man. You've seen that with mm-hmm. Evil Dead. It not- says it says on IMDb that um, he was attempting to make like a uh, this was like a love letter to the uh, Universal Monsters. Universal Monster movies. But I don't know why this premise isn't done more. Or maybe it is. And I'm just stupid. But like. This really feels like what if Frankenstein then became a uh, uh, vigilante, a Batman? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, something that's kind of interesting I saw on the so this is I'm just gonna read this from the trivia because it's about Danny Elfman. But the preview screenings didn't go well because people were laughing at the wrong spots, uh, and so Universal told Sam Raimi that some people rated it the worst they'd ever seen, according to the executive. Blah blah blah. Then two preview screenings with Danny Elfman's score went really well. And they decided that the experience on Darkman was very difficult for Sam and everybody involved, blah, blah, blah. But that the score kind of saved it for them. And yeah. so 
That's good. And then that's also interesting because I didn't realize that Danny Elfman didn't score the first Spider-Man movie. He only did Spider-Man two and three. So that oh. I think is weird, too. I don't know who did the first movie, but I. Yeah, because I, 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 I that sound is so that Oingo Boingo sound, you know, is so synonymous with these early yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. I think he should just uh, drop the weird science song into all of those movies. Yeah. The, Dark Man. Yeah. Fucking uh, Spider-Man. Elf this, man. This movie, though, I could I say this sometimes with these movies, but like I could live in this universe. I love yeah. the shit going on in this universe. Also, I love. Oh, well, man, you anytime and 80s movies just did it the best 80s, nine, you know, this era. Mm-hmm. But henchmen. Yeah. Memorable henchmen. Tattoo face. A Long very mullet. small little fucking niche. Yeah. Like uh, their leg is really a- enjoy. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> their legs, a machine gun. Reminds but they don't me shoot of, it. Uh, Somebody else shoots it. So then the whole time they got to hop up and down. Yeah. Well, reminds me of the one time I was engaged to a lady with a peg leg. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, we had to break it off. Oh, that's the joke in the movie. OK, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh-huh. Um, but henchmen that are mildly rem- memorable mm-hmm. and fucking love being henchmen. Well, that's kind of that's kinda, we have tons here. That's kind of interesting, too. Like that was something that struck me was like the henchman from the first scene when he's fighting, when he takes on that guy in the, in the warehouse, uh-huh. it's kind of the same five or six henchmen. You see the whole movie till they all die. So we actually have like a connection yeah. to them instead of them just being faceless henchmen that die, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. We also, see them all get I their loved, due. I love the moment uh, in that scene mm-hmm. where uh, number one, I'm surprised they pulled that off because they were outnumbered and mm-hmm. the, the, the original guy was a real big idiot. Yep. And he deserved to get all of his fingers cut off. But uh, first number time one, I, why were the, all those guys hiding out in crates and cars? You could just have guns. Point. Anyways, or we, behind not, the crates. Yeah. You know, he had uh, yeah. all the manpower, all the guns. The, uh, this but is the movie. I didn't understand that. What I didn't know you had to chop the edges of cigars off. This is what taught me. that. Oh, also, do you realize how fucking strong of a grip you would have to have to take people's fingers off with a cigar cutter um yes and no because we had a cigar cutter in college that we sharpened with a fucking whetstone and it was like the sharpest yeah, that, thing on that that's fine until you get to the bone no there's we, not a whole lot of leverage in that fucker. but we could we, we could take like a stick and just and it would be like nothing Sticks aren't bones, Patrick. Sticks are close to bones. Sticks and stones. But yes, I do agree with you. That guy is a badass for the way he did that. And also that scared the shit out of me to the point where when I was in college and we had a fucking really sharp cigar cutter, I was like, hey, guys, this is fun. This is dangerous. Okay, we got to be careful here. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Giggles was great in this. Oh, for Uh, sure. Oh, that is great. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Giggles. He's a great bad guy in this. He's take him serious from go. He's dead. But yeah, he gets he's in a fucking helicopter and blew up. Um oh but, well uh, okay, so two things. One, he the actor is dead, but uh-huh. he comes back because he's the main bad guy. Return again, to Durant and Dark Man in the too. Second, yeah, Dark Man too. Did you see the guy with the nunchuck? I love it. I have in my notes. There was a lot of nunchucks in the first scene, but they're there when all of that one guy's gang is walking out to meet Durant yeah. on the dock, there is a guy that's carrying nunchucks. And he does one really lazy nunchuck move. It's not even a full nunchuck move. Yeah. It's just him 
taking nunchucks and then like moving them. Yeah. And then the scene cuts. Yeah. And they, then they cut from that scene. They, so they basically like disarm his gang and then they just start throwing all this shit on the ground. And I I wrote, I love the weapons. There's fucking guns, nunchucks, a couple throwing stars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really fun. And like the second he's like the, 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 the bad guy, the, the guy in the car is like, what's with your leg? The peg leg scene. And it's like, Hey man, don't fucking ask that. That's rude. <laughs> Yeah, I do like after we find out that the peg leg is a gun, they shoot everybody, mm-hmm. and the guy only has one leg and he has to like hop, hop around the whole time. Yeah, so they do a wide shot of all the gang members standing mm-hmm. there and he's hopping there. And then, like a bro, one of the other gang members puts his arm out and he holds and then on. the hopping guy, grabs it for to be Leverage. able to stand. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Later and on, it's just the- a great shot. Later on in the movie, they show that they cut to they cut to a scene where they're already fighting people and that guy's already hopping around. <laughs> and I love it. Like we don't see them take the gun off on that scene. We just know that it already has happened and he's just hopping around. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the jokes. The Durant says a lot of shit like he calls them dinks. He's like, uh, I'm not going to take this from you guys, especially a bunch of dinks. Again, Dur- Durant's fucking great, dude. Yeah. The warehouse reminded me. Have you seen Bulletproof? With Damon Wayans and Adam oh yeah, Chandler. totally. It, Not remind, enough drugs. It reminded me a lot of that movie though, with like yeah. the the set pieces and stuff. Totally, um, that's a good movie. I want to rewatch. I'm sure it's like problematic in certain scenes, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like that, and like it's probably got a lot of homophobic stuff in it. But uh, when he shoots that guy and he goes gross right in the fucking eye, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, uh, I anybody ever tell you look like a struck match? Yeah. Hey, look, it's your natural, it's your, it's your natural father. Which one? The one in the hat. And there's like nine guys with a hat walking by. Also, James Conn plays a great bad guy. James Conn does. James Conn was almost in this. James really? Conn. Yeah. James Conn was one of the people to play the um, Liam Neeson role. Who else? I have a, there's a list here of the other people that were going to be in it. Gary Oldman. Neeson's great because he's better than all those guys because he's got that foreboding size. Yeah. And that's what he said was he plays. He could do the monster because he's a really good dramatic actor, too. So he can yeah. kind of get the monster aspect of it. Um, He's got good eyeballs too, and you yeah. you uh, you do a lot with his eyeballs here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Dark Man would be a fucking badass Halloween costume to pull off. You just put a couple of fucking things of makeup around your eyeballs, mm-hmm. wrap your face in gauze, and put on a fucking fedora. I think there's a lot of stuff in this too. Like it feels very. Um... Like at the beginning, him and his lab assistant, they're researching this like fake skin stuff and it's yeah. stopping and then they're trying. Why yeah. does it stop? And it all there, works out. There is a lot of great effects in here, too. Yeah. I was also yeah. surprised when I was done watching it and I started Googling it that this was like an original thing. I thought that I assumed that Dark Man was like a longtime comic no, no, no. book or something like The this Shadow. Was, or this, uh, this was Sam Raimi mm-hmm. not being able to do not Those get the movies. rights and do yeah. his own so he's like fuck it i'll do my own and apparently he wrote it as a short story when he was younger like at first this was like when he was in college he wrote a short story yeah. that this was based on um yeah yeah so anyways good yeah so he, he's in the lab they're trying to do some fucking new kind of skin shit mm-hmm. so people can wear masks and, and he's a scientist noses. and his girlfriend yeah. is francis mcdormand who's like a, reporter. a lawyer a, a lawyer or a reporter she's a lawyer lawyer okay and she's working with the city who's built she's in looking at some stuff where the city is building like a new waterfront and she realizes some like scandals happening also that is such an 80s movie fucking uh 
bad guy motivation. Yeah. It's always some fucking rich piece of shit in a boardroom. And this guy was no different. He had yeah. the fucking stock ticker in there. Yeah. Like a piece. I, so, you know, he's a piece of shit from go. But they're always like, ah, oh, I got a vision for the future. Well, what I'm else gonna, is I'm going to make this downtown area look like this. And I'm going to fucking step all over people along the way to get it done. Because back then, like writers were writing those yeah. characters as bad guys. And then those guys just all won in the real world. So yeah. then there was like, well, fuck, they're not an desirable bad guy if they've already put up, you know, like look at like New York, look at all of the waterfronts and shit like that. Like those guys, that guy wins in real life. So it's like hard to make him a villain in a movie now. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I agree. It feels it, it does have that awesome oh. like it's like RoboCop mixed with Batman mixed with like all of that Absolutely. Shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good, the good politics of it all. Um, and so, so she's, she goes to the, like the rich guy and is like, I have to turn this over. I have to tell them that I know this information and, uh, and you're going to get in trouble. And he's like, Oh, come on, you know, we got to crack some eggs or whatever. Fuck. And then to yeah. get back at her Durant, who's kind of like a gang, like a henchman, the bad guy, Dr. Giggles or whatever he goes and, um, goes to their apartment, which is also his is also Liam Neeson's lab. And then they shoot uh, Ted, Ted Ramey shoots his assistant in the eyeball. And yeah. then um, a lot of off screen violence, a lot of off screen violence. Yeah. Which, you know, and I love the way they are, do always that sucks you up in your head because uh, that dude gets shot in the fucking head, but you don't mm -hmm. see it. You know it. And mm -hmm. then same thing where they're cutting that one guy's fingers off uh, one by one. Yeah, it's scary. It's worse when it's off screen monster movie shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking. Um, uh, but then the also the way from Reservoir Dogs. Also, though, the way they slam his face into those glass cabinets and we see it from inside the cabinets. That's fucking. Yeah. scary. That's like a lot, too. That's like, oh, fuck. He's breaking his goddamn place into glass. I like when his hand goes into the chemical fire or whatever. Well, when the they, electricity when he touches the things and his hands yeah. just kept burn on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the uh, big like claymation death scene or whatever from, from evil dead one yeah like it's, right at the end where also, that liquid that they're putting him in is that supposed to be acid I, it's just you know generic because ted raimi is getting a lot of that on him like whoever's dunking him is also yeah. getting pretty soaked in that shit yeah <laughs> it's pretty funny um but then they yeah they do that and then he uses the the bird that homer simpson has the perpetual motion bird yeah to set the light lighter off. And that was one of those things that like as a kid, it's great too. Cause that's a setup for later too. Yes, exactly. Where you come back to that. I love that. I really like as a kid. I was like, this is genius. I was like, this, this is yeah. like real, like a uh, movie making genius here. Oh yeah. Um, and then she just happens to come home to see the apartment explode. And yep. uh, they have her as his funeral. And there's a really they find great, his ear. Yeah. There's a they, really great scene where funeral she's for his ear. She's on the street, like screaming, and then it like m like melds into her at the funeral, like somber, but she's and wearing funeral attire. But it's like yeah. kind of a cool little scene, you know. Um, and she's so yeah. So then you go from the funeral to the hospital. I'm pretty sure, and uh, that's where we get some like dark man that's found, and mm. they have him at a hospital, and he's all like he's been bound up. And and they've up. done the procedure, and they say that they've like severed his nerves mm -hmm. from his uh like Brain. spine so he yeah. can't feel anything and, and as she, a like, result stabs he gets, him? yeah and she kind of laughs yeah they're all dicks also the, everybody at that hospital 
whatever their treatment, it like it's imperative that they are constantly going in yeah. a circle. Uh huh. It's really weird. The fucking rules. Yeah, it's like all Front ways, left yeah. ways. It's like some total recall shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the the yeah. Apparently, Dark Man now has heightened strength. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, and and they say that his brain's gonna go through rage issues because they can't feel pain anymore. Yeah, and that they'll have like a lot of mental shit going on. So it's all pretty this. cool. And then as a result, fucking Dark Man rips out of his. He wakes thing. up when they're not in the room, yeah. and when that doctor's not not in the room, and then he jumps into the, the night out into a beautiful like shot of like the window open and the city and it's all dark and stuff yeah and then it goes back and it shows the shot of them the doctors and shit being worried about the patient being gone and uh sam raimi loves drama with wind you know oh, what i mean does. yeah he loves a wind like the wind was blowing around i was expecting to see a deadite pop up <laughs> yeah you know he loves another thing sam raimi loves is when a double is ha- fight is happening yeah, when it's like two people with the same face fighting each other, he loves that shit, and he does yeah. it really well. He does shit, fuck yeah. Um, and so also, then, yeah, stuff flying, he stuff flying through the air mm-hmm. when the thing is still, and then everything in the background is moving. He yeah. does that all the time. Yeah. Army of Darkness, you got that eyeball, or I mean, Evil Dead, you have an eyeball mm-hmm. flying through that, and then only the background moves, or like. Uh, Dr. Octopus's claw yep. going and stuff. And then here you have like, uh, you know, like a bolt metal bolt flying the bolt or from the bolt gun. Yeah. 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 And just other things like that flying. And uh, yeah, I thought that was very notable. Um, I like that. Yeah. I, it, it's so stylistic things. Like he's definitely got a style for being kind of a, uh, like he doesn't do, he's not Wes Anderson. He's not doing these certain kinds of movies, but every movie he does has a style, which makes me, I've never seen it. I kind of want to watch that Wizard of Oz movie he made with Zach Braff. Right. I kind of want to see that and see what that's like, because I didn't give it a chance at the time because I was like, I didn't care about Wizard of Oz or whatever. But um, if you want to see that. Yeah. Frank goes in it and somebody else. Maybe he's the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Some some woman, some actress is in it, too, but I don't know. who. Um, and then when you watch the movie, you can be like, well, I'm off to see the wizard. Yep. And then everybody's that, like, ah, Kevin that, Arnold, love that ah. kid. Fred Savage. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, Toby Maguire. Spider-Man. So, well, he escapes and he's all fucked up. And he, he kind of yeah. knows he's all fucked up, but he doesn't. His teeth are great. Yeah. You he, don't get to see enough of his teeth. Anytime his teeth are on display, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm into this. There's a, it looks like Jason. Like there's a funny Jason. There's a funny goof. You know, IMDb is a fucking insane website. There's a goof that is... Uh, Max. Let me see. Uh, oh, come on. It's the one they show. Let me find it real quick. There's a goof that is throughout the movie. Dark man is able to talk as normal despite his lack of lips. But you cannot pronounce B, F, M, P or V without lips. And it's like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, so he goes to find his girlfriend whose last name. Her name is Julie Hastings. And Hastings is very close to my name. So that's exciting. Um. And he kind of goes and finds her on the street and she's like, get the fuck away from me, you psychopath, you know? Yeah. And, she, and he and that's he's like, Bleh. and then he goes, and it, it's super early, too. So he can barely even fucking talk. It's like one of the first yeah. things he does. He says, so he's like, Ugh. he's like, it's me. yeah. 
And then he goes up and looks around the lab and sees how destroyed it all is. And then he sees a piece of glass with his face. And it's that classic monster movie thing where we don't see him look at himself. We just see him look in the glass and then it cuts to him being like, no. And then on the floor is a photo of him and her and his face is all ripped up and burned in the photo. Yeah. So like uh, the picture burned. It was like, ooh, somebody went to art school. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then he does a cool thing, which is like he gets a shopping cart, fills uh-huh. it up with all of his best computer stuff. And then he just goes to someplace like where's. Yeah. How Some does he condemned know to, ass building. Yeah. To be his new lab. I was literally like, should we have done that in New York when we were looking for a studio? Should we just oh, found absolutely. a condemned mo- building? Oh, yeah. Well, the police, the police suck. Oh, yeah. In this. And kill. Movie. That's a fun. There's a part where a police helicopter gets shot down, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, that's good. I'm on their side in this situation." Please the do nothing throughout yeah. the entire movie. And there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. yeah uh, they, well, they're on the take. It's implied later. Oh yeah, of course. Um, the uh, by the way, a sidebar. We're a sports podcast sometimes. Do you think now that sports gambling is so big and it's making it's becoming such an economy? Do you think we're going to start seeing a rash of refs getting busted for being on the take and like coaches and stuff like that? And I don't players? know, but it's it's definitely something worth talking about after that uh, Tony Carrente stuff. I agree. On Monday night when he fucking bumped that guy. What they need to do is just get a uh, get rid of refs altogether I and have like a, uh, you know, I've said computer it a, lab full of people. I've I mean, said it a billion times. 2021. Why do we still have refs? Put a fucking sensor in the and, ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's back to the show. Uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> so then he goes to his place, he starts setting up this stuff and he's like, all right. And he know it's kind of fun. Like he it's movie magic, but we kind of are just like, well, he immediately comes up with the plan he needs to do. Like, he's like, okay, well, I was working on this fake skin stuff. So I'm going to keep yeah. working on that revenge tour, baby. And there's a fun thing where he's like, he looks at it and I don't know exactly what's going on, but apparently like, the the sample they took of his face from before was fucked up. So he yeah. doesn't have a full sample of his face. So it was like he just copy and pasted the right side onto the left side. And it was like, I bet at the time people were like, that's genius. But like today, yeah. that feels very much like Microsoft Paint. That's how you would do that. Um, and then he hits the button to like start it. And it says it's going to take like 500 hours or something. And I'm like, isn't it's that like, like a year? It's like this one, it just becomes the Crow Robocop. Crow Robocop. Yeah, Crobocop. That's fun. Uh, Where it's like, all right, we have some uh, mild, some pretty distinct and rememberable bad guys. Yep. uh, And they're going to get pegged off one by one. And we're going to have some fun watching it. And he's going to work his way up to the main bad guy. That's right. And that's what he does. They go to that ball and uh, the, the fucking, he grabs Ted Raimi. Yeah. Right. That's Ted or Ivan. One of the, uh, one of the two. That's Theodore, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And takes him down to the fucking sewer and starts, you know, getting information from him. Waterboarding his ass. And once he gets the information, it's badass because they're in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, he pops his head up through a manhole. Yeah. And you 100% think that he's going to just drop him in the sewer. Like, it seems like that's what he's going to do is drop him yeah. down this big pit. And that would be fine. Yeah. But, not, but instead, but, it's Sam Raimi. And it fucking rocks. Too. And it looks like a as, Sam Raimi. As soon scene. as they put his head mm-hmm. above the street. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything is overemphasized. Yep. The speed of the cars, the size of the cars, how quick they're coming to his head. Like all of a sudden, every car on the street is on is fucking Henry Ruggs. I was. 
Jesus. I watched uh, I watched that scene a couple times because I almost expected there to be a couple shots where you can obviously tell it's like a dummy head. Yeah. And, and in a stylistic way, the way that Sam Raimi does stuff where I was like there, I thought there'd be a couple scenes where you could be like, OK, that's a rubber dummy. OK, that's actually the actor. But I don't huh? see it. It looks so good. It does. And then it gets his ass fucking smashed. Yeah. But you got to um, be pretty strong to hold that dude up to get ran over. Yeah. Too. Well, he doesn't have pain. So if he doesn't have pain, yeah. when his arm gets tired, he doesn't know it, which, you know, which during one of the scenes where he's doing like homework and shit and getting yeah. him ready for his revenge tour. It's fucking great. He accidentally sets his hand on fire yeah. over the Bunsen burner. Yeah. And he's still like looking into the yeah, he doesn't realize it. And he's like, oh, shit, my hand's on fire. Dang, my dang hand got burned. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so then I love his plan because then he goes and he's, he's spying on everybody. So he spies on the, the, the bald guy with the knife tattoo on his head and mm-hmm. uh, the other guy who's Gom- uh, Gomez. Is that his name? Um, yeah. Something like that. He knows and, that they do a cash drop. Yes, he sees them do a cash drop at a diner. So he go, uh, Guzman, Guzman, that's it. And so he goes to... Um, Gooseman, uh, uh-huh. champion of the no, fighter of the dark man. <laughs> um, so then he his 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 shit, his stuff he makes is like perfect because he makes a, a rubber mask of the guy with the knife skit tattoo. Yeah. Goes and like knocks him out in his bed, you know, with some gas or whatever, some some chloroform, ether, chloroform or whatever. Sets and then him he up, shows up and takes fucking money. Takes the money, but sets him up like with a, a new suit and like a suitcase and uh, plane tickets plane for tickets. him and the dead Ted Ramey guy. Yeah, dead Ramey. It's perfect. And then when he wakes up, and he's like, oh, I slept and in. And they're like, I got to say, mm-hmm. yeah, well, any, yeah, uh, fucking bad guy comes over and he's like, where's my fucking money? He's like, I slept in. I don't know what you're talking about. But, it's it's, like, but Guzman's the there. Fuck- yeah. And Guzman knows had seen him, you know? Yeah. And then they throw his ass out the window. And I got to say, this is by far, by fucking far, everybody, the best falling death I've ever fucking seen on film. Yeah. Like they have wide, full shots. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely did like, all right, stunt man. Yeah. You're going to get thrown like this, there's some pretty good fucking stunt work. And uh, the balls on these stuntmen in this movie, because later on, like there's a human getting held on the end of a helicopter rope for, for a lot of the fucking movie for a while. But and it's this, really funny in that scene. Cause uh, yeah. uh, the cop helicopter is following them yeah. and uh, uh, Liam Neeson just keeps going, go away. <laughs> He's yelling like leave, go yeah. away. But uh, there is like three different shots of him getting thrown out the window. And a couple of them are pretty long. And you know, that is just, Yep, I'm just saying it's one of the best. It's great uh, shots of somebody getting thrown out of and, and falling to death. It's and not fucking. It's not Hans Gruber. Yeah, or the fucking guy from RoboCop. You know where it just doesn't look real. You know, and Sam Raimi has always been a proponent of uh, the dual screen, anyways, and he could have mm-hmm. just done that for this shot. But nah, it's like I said, it's one of the best falling deaths ever and and your pretty... your boy durant has a great one-liner right before it too where yeah. after he gets he's like well you know got a lot of good one line you better enjoy your flight and has gives him his uh plane ticket, pass and then it and cuts then... to him being thrown out the window yeah very good um so okay so now that's happened dark man's got his revenge on some of those guys 
But um, he's going for the big one. He's going. He's for going the, for the big dog. He's going to set Durant up. And it's so funny. So he um makes a Durant mask, and then he goes to a fucking like he listens to him talk so he can get, he can get his voice down, and then he sounds exactly like him except for kind of Scottish. Uh, but uh, he goes to this liquor store and it's all shown on like CT footage, you know. Yeah. And he's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Puts a gun. And then he looks in the camera and goes, I'm Robert Durant. <laughs> like, it's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, so that he'll get arrested so that he can then slip in and pretend to be him uh, for this big meeting with these like Chinese uh, money launderer guys who owe him money. And yeah. that guy is like slow talking and is like, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to give you the money. And his time with the mask is running out because after 100 minutes, the masks did start dissolving and f- fade off. And so the, the Chinese guy's like, I don't want to do it. You know, we're, I, I believe that our business will still work. And so he kind of like does like it makes a choice to be like, all right. And then he sits down and, and is this in another movie too? Or do I've always thought of this from this movie where he sits down and he's like, you've got to like get the end of this cigar. And then he cuts it to a really oh, I've only small... seen it from this movie. And that was a fucking great play. That is a you thing know. that like when I was a kid and we would play like if we were my cousin Dustin and I were playing like, you know, cops and robbers or whatever. Yeah, that was a move I would always do where I'd be like, you got till the end of this cigarette and I'd have a stick and then I'd break. And the stick. you'd have a real cigarette. Yeah. And then I'd smoke a smoothie menthol. Yeah. Camel crush. Oh, speaking yeah. of smoking, this is about that time I stopped making Uh-oh. good points in the podcast. Uh-oh. Pause. Have a good time. Here comes a little weed in the brain. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but so then and then Durant gets arrested and he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He gets out in no time. There's yeah, no justice in this. No. Yeah. And then what is he? God, do I have the quote? He made bail. He didn't. He never went to court, though. So it's like he's got this court date the entire fucking time. He fucking shot somebody on camera and they let him out. Yeah. Um, I wrote one thing. Polly was the name of the guy who got thrown out the window. And I said that Polly walked so Vin Diesel could run. And yeah. then I also said Polly flew out a window so Vin Diesel could drive a train into space or whatever the fuck happens. Also, in those movies. At this time, we find out that he, he's got a stick of cutting fucking fingers off. Not only... It's- and keeping them in yeah, a cigar he, box. He's got a cigar box and he puts like glue on the fucking fingers. He puts like a thing on the end so that they close up so that they're not like gre- yeah. gooey and bloody. Um, also, while now I don't know how it all works, but during this, he also now has a Liam Neeson mask and he goes and meets his ex-girlfriend. He sees her at his grave and he's like, I'm alive. I was thrown to the beach. I've just I'm in the I'm in the hospital. So I have to spend a lot of time in the hospital, but I can come out and visit you sometimes. Yeah. And so they start like hanging out and going on dates and shit like that. <laughs> and yeah. when they go to the circus together uh-huh. or the, not the circus, the uh, what is it like a carnival. carnival? And he tells that guy that he he throws the ball and he, he gets wants the a pink elephant. He wants the pink elephant. And the guy's the guy is like so nonchalant. He looks like he's in earnest movies or something. He's just yeah, like, he's such a piece of shit. You were over the line. And he starts freaking out and he puts his finger. What does he do? He puts his finger in his puts chest his finger in his chest. Yeah. He and pokes Dark- him in the chest. And Darkman goes like <laughs> and like his fingers are rubber and like busts them the fuck off. And it's really funny because he does that. And the guy, the carny screams. And then 
dark man screams and then she screams and they're all like ah! yeah they he have just... a, he has a freak out it feels like uh it goes straight uh the scene in evil dead too mm-hmm. when uh ash is losing it in the cabin yeah that's that's exactly what's happening to uh to, to him right there dark man and like the fucking elephant co- the stuffed elephants like mm-hmm. coming alive and looking at him yeah and shit it's- too and it's kind of it's fucking awesome. It's I just love that thing of how it scares him. It's scar- obviously it terrifies the got Carney. Everybody's freaked out, terrifies him. And then the way she looks at him and screams, too. And then he's like, I got to get back to the hospital. I got to get out of here. Yeah. And like runs away. My um, notes. Yeah. Is uh, less less dates, more revenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, or that, if that's she, it. Or because then at the end, I mean, the whole last I think the last act, the whole final fight thing all cooks like yeah. they the turn she's been now fucking the developer guy for whatever yeah, and reason. that's on the low like they yeah. went dancing once mm-hmm. and uh yeah she needed some grief dick but she you really you start to realize the developer is actually like kind of the baddest guy of the whole thing yep um yeah yeah and he, they follow her to to get to him they get to him and then um they kidnap her that's but when great. the helicopter it's, it's scene- all fucking good too when he's when, fighting the hill in the helicopter, that shit yeah. rocks. When, well, not only that, before that, it's just him versus two henchmen. The, oh, yeah. The uh, Guzman and then uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, and he pulls a he pulls a dark night where God. it's like, oh, it's mask so great on a mask on a mask. Yeah. 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 So the bad guy kills Trevor Lawrence, the other bad yes. guy. Yeah. Tre- yeah. Uh, and it's great. I love that type of shit. Me too. And they get to do a little bit more horror yep. for the bad guys because they're in a warehouse trying to find Dark Man. Mm-hmm. Like they get the jump on Dark Man, and then uh, um, oh my, how the turns have tabled, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now Dark Man's getting the jump on the machine gun guys trying to walk through the warehouse, and just the way the deaths are great and creative because not only did they have the one where he gets the jump on him, and then He's the bad guy's handcuffed, wearing masks upon masks, mm-hmm. and he has duct tape over his face. That's something that I think he's he done gets, really well. Is yeah. So he sees Trevor Lawrence kills him with the Trevor Lawrence mask. He takes that off. He sees the Liam Neeson mask, but the and then he takes when he the sees Liam. the Liam Neeson mask through the mouth, you can see the duct tape behind it. Yeah. So he takes that mask off, and that's his buddy. That's uh, Guzman. No, no, that it's got to be hard to breathe with duct tape and three masks on. A hundred percent. I mean, he would have died. And anyways. that is why this virus is bullshit, Rain. <laughs> right. Yeah. So then after that, fucking mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is freaking out because he shot his buddy and he can't find Dark Man for shit. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to remember how it gets to set up and then you get full circle on the perpetual motion bird. Oh, yeah. So. One, he's in the in that same room. He's he's released all the gas. And so Trevor Lawrence is like seeing he sees the same perpetual motion bird going towards the lighter and he yeah. sees it. and He's like, oh, well, I can stop this room from exploding now. And he runs after it. And when he grabs it, it's uh, computer. generated. It's a hologram. Yeah. And he's 3D like the image. And he's like, what? And the, and like as he grabs it, like it's the computer says 3D image hologram, blah, 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 you know. And then yeah. he looks over and he sees the real know. one. And then the real one hits and and it big ass explosion, big explosion tears that building the fuck down, you know? Yeah. And then that what's cool is that sets up the helicopter fucking shit. Yep. And uh, Dark Man is already hanging from a rope 
on mm-hmm. the helicopter with and and this is pretty big and they do a lot of fucking practical effects with it and this is probably the only time that the effects are not there naturally not as, is yeah. when it's when you do tight shots of our star yes. on the helicopter when he's yelling other, at the police copter go yeah. away yeah <laughs> but other than that it's it's helicopters flying around with a guy hanging from a rope in reality did you hear about for the rest of it and it's pretty fucking great did you hear about last week the helicopter chase in brooklyn uh-uh i don't here let me see if i can figure it out um a park in over by where you lived a uh, helicopter brooklyn park let's see uh come on damn it oh fuck i can't find it it was on the seventh here it is is this it it's okay man anyway a helicopter landed in, like some park in bushwick picked two people up and then took off. And so there's all these videos of people being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, like, why is this helicopter here? Uh, I'd be sweet if they just had an app for rich people. Yeah. Well, there is like actually Uber, that. but helicopters. There hundred percent is. If you watch succession, they use it in succession. Oh. Um, but you have to at least go to the water. You have to go to like mm-hmm. the helicopter thing. Um, but, but what happened was this helicopter, it, it, had airspace permission to do this, but I guess they didn't tell the police. Oh. So this helicopter lands and there's all these videos from like your old, like imagine a video from your old apartment mm-hmm. window being like, there's a fucking helicopter across the street and then it takes off. And then there's an NYPD helicopter chasing it and they chase it all the way to like governor's yeah, Island or something. I knew, and force I, it to I, land. I'm at, a, I'm at a NYPD. Oh, PD day Abreu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. NYPD. I get it. Um, but it was crazy. That was the other day, though. But it was a it was a much smaller scale helicopter chase. Uh, and then and then in the end, the New York police were like, "Well, you should just let us know when you've done when you have airspace." Yeah. And the helicopter pilots were like, "Okay, go fuck yourself. Uh, why do we need to call the cops and tell you this thing? I don't got to call you when I'm driving my fucking truck around, right?" Um. Okay, so back to the show. So. Yeah. And this is all pre T two. As well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It looks, so if you look great. at like some of the computer graphics are great on it, but uh, and the computer graphics that are like it's not computer graphics like a fake face or something. It's computer graphics like a computer doing a 3D thing in the room. Yeah. And that shit, I think, looks cool. It all looks great. The 3D hand. The 3D hand was awesome. Was really yeah, the way awesome. it built it all and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and then again, the great practical shit with this fucking helicopter mm-hmm. i mean you get this scene and there are fucking cars blowing up yep like the entire budget goes to this he crashed like to, you we get a helicopter and at least five cars real fucking cars what does he say he, up. at one point he swings into a conference room during a meeting like in a building and he's yeah. like oh no and then we does he says something like sorry for interrupting he has like a quip like a one-liner or something yeah. And then flies back out the window on the hook. And that's pretty cool. Because Durant, the Durantula, he's up in uh, the helicopter. And to make things even better, he's got a fucking uh, RPG. Yes, he does. He's just shooting fucking grenades all over a fucking city. There's a bridge full of cars. Those fuckers are going to eat grenades because he's trying to shoot Darkman, who's dangling from a fucking rope. Well, earlier in the movie, he's a bad shot. Earlier, too, when he does when we have the classic double take Ramy shot where it's Durant versus Durant and they're going through like the yeah. the revolving door and he's like, shoot him. No, shoot him. It's, when they chase so after him good. and start shooting, it's like heat. They're like shoot. They're like firing live rounds into yeah. 
the like the streets. And yeah, and they, they get just, away. There are no put cops their guns in this away. No, they just put their guns away like, dang, we didn't get them. And yeah. I just think of the movie Heat where it was like a full out assault on those dudes for doing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so then he ends up now. I was a little confused on how this works, but I guess he grabs another Durant mask or he puts a different Durant mask on and he goes up with the the yeah. money guy. Yep. Yeah. And the money guys like he, thinks, well, yeah. the helicopter has got to explode first. Explodes, that, yes. fuck, that fucking rules at the real goddamn helicopter exploding, driving into a fucking wall. Yep. He t- ties him onto a truck. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the way that truck drivers are portrayed in these movies. Yeah. When they cut, when a truck is a fucking uh, uh, used for uh, a set piece. Yeah. And then they cut to the truck driver just peacefully driving, you mm-hmm. know, and they do it here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's He's always like, the same action, but you got to have that shot. Thought I know? heard some weird helicopter fights happening. I guess not. <laughs> maybe not. Hey, people shoot guns constantly in this town. I'll, but- I'll just put on more Rush Limbaugh. He's bound and down. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do co- convoy. Well, you know, convoy is not, it's a different experience. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah. That shit explodes. They go to the fucking uh, big showdown with the main, which is dude. like a very also uh, dark night where it's uh, scaffolding. You know, a building that's being constructed. Yeah. Um. Your your style of life. You ever get up there when or, you're doing or it? Run, or or uh, it's very selic. Selicant. That that's what you call selic third act. You call it a selicant. Yeah. It's selicant. Uh, yeah. It's very. Selicant. When you're on a site, act. when you're on a site and you're like doing work, if you remember his big movies, uh, Free Jack. The one with no, not Free Jack. Very. That's double feature, and I can't remember the name of the fucking. People are yelling at us right now. Yeah. That we have this goddamn nostalgia show, and we can't think of the Kirstie Alley, Tom Selleck, fucking acid spitting robot spider movie. I got it right here. Uh, Jesse Stone, benefit of the doubt. You <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Um, Runaway. Runaway. That's oh, yeah. That's what I was Runaway, Free, free Jack. Jack, double feature. Runaway Let's and Free it. Jack are next to each other on somebody's DVD shelf right now. Oh, hell yeah. And those are the only DVDs they have. No anyways, shit. Time out. Runaway. Run, and time out. Fr- Runaway is written and directed King? Michael Crichton. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Damn. Get third lead in that movie. Guess. Damn, I heard yes. it's in the Criterion collection. Who's the third lead in that movie? First is Tom James Selleck. Conn? First is Tom Selleck. Yeah. Second is Cynthia Rhodes. Huh. Fourth is Kirstie Alley. Ooh. Who's three? Gotta be Gene Simmons. That is correct. <laughs> uh, uh, that asshole said something I agree with this week, and it really sucks. When I love like, that. You that meme. Uh oh. The worst person on earth said something <laughs> you agree with um yeah. that's cool the sixth lead in this movie is gw runaway? Ba- are we talk- we're still runaway. talking about runaway runaway is Jason G- Bateman? gw bailey oh. who is uh um he was on mash he was a regular on mash nice yeah pretty cool nice pretty pretty cool okay back to uh what were we talking about they should free, make uh, free jack they should make a show about uh uh, Korean war doctors having to deal with uh, PTSD and alcoholism uh, called sour mash. Oh, that's good. I don't know. 
they should do one but it's from the side of the villains it's from like the side of like villains the the natural the the mean south north koreans and it's called monster mash (laughs) uh golly i think you'd look cool with a cigarette in your mouth right now i wish i'd had one let's see you know i can make that happen listeners you don't know this but patrick he's got a good look man my stash is i I maybe I told you this last time I shaved my mustache. Mm-hmm. It like made me um, like it. It hurt me mentally. Like I did not like it. So I yeah. decided that I'm never going to shave it again. Oh, yeah. You'd look you'd, you should take up smoking just for the look of it. I told Stacy yesterday that I was thinking about taking up smoking and then quitting yeah. just so I could feel accomplished. I just need a thing. You know, remember, remember when um, remember when Bart Simpson did that? Mm-hmm. They needed to cut back on money, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, I took up smoking and then quit." And he's like, "That's a team player." Yeah. Yep. Are you winning, son? Have you seen that meme? Yeah. You know what I mean. So anyways, about? this is good though because Darkman has his mask off for most of the end of the movie. And well, the first off, there's a great, fucking great. So, so, so the 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 hench or the bad guy, the money guy, uh-huh. is leading Darkman right. across as he's dressed as Durant. He's I got a Durant had- mask. I and wish bad guys in these movies had more menchmen, you know, you when, yeah. when they should just be like, oy vey. That's yeah. all. That's all I, I bet they're all stinchmen, too, because they all fucking smell bad, you know, because oh, they yeah. all shower regularly. Uh-huh. If you're working for an evil lord, you're not taking like regular baths. $18 for locks on a bagel. Oy yeah. vey. Um, but the uh, so so she is a kid she's like hanging over the ledge we don't know i don't know if that's happening yet but yeah. there's a great line where you find out that the rich guy is she's, like oh my she's dad pretty much mary jane yeah now he's like my dad used to take me on work sites all the time so i learned how to run up here and he's like having kids is so great and durant's like oh yeah i love my kids and then he they get out there in the middle of it and he's like you oh, don't yeah. have kids and hey, that's how he knows him. it's liam neeson got yeah. him yeah it's a really good line and then they they that's and he pulls out a that henchman, I forgot that henchman when is good. Durant and yeah. the Bane bad guy were having a conversation earlier in the movie when they mm-hmm. were like, well, I got good news and I got bad oh, news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what? The, he's well, like, the good news is we got the papers. We killed the per- person. You know, we're yeah, good to yeah. go. All right. What's the bad news? Or no, it's good news is your wife died. I'm an idiot. Yeah. It's something like, See, no. And he's like, the bad news is fucking drugs. Yeah. I think it's the bad news is your ex-wife's still alive or something yeah. like that. Anyways, um, I, I just derailed the entire fucking no, it's show great. for it's an great. aside. I wrote that down. Yeah. Um uh but so kills all, him. well what's happening is I, if that bad guy who's uh, the 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 money guy who's amazing at walking and getting around on the scaffolding above the city, if he had any skill at all with a fucking bolt gun, this would have been this movie would have been done. Yeah. But he's like literally shooting them past Liam Neeson the whole time. And then his hand gets caught in one and he's like, and he gets him. And and then Liam Neeson holds him over the edge and he's like, you won't drop me because then you'll be as bad as me, huh? You can't come back from that. The whole time we're like, dude, you're getting, you're so getting I've seen this guy kill like a, I saw this guy shove the director's brother underneath a truck, man. You're 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 dead as hell. You're fucking like a phone call. And none of them fucked his girlfriend. You fucked his girlfriend, you know? Yeah. And so he drops that guy's ass and then saves her. And then she's like, I love you. I love you. You blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we can't make this. This isn't going to work. I'm it's never going to be fine. And she's like, no, we can make it work. And so then he's like, no. And he he disappeared. He leaves. He 
Yeah. And she finds his mask on the ground. And then she she sees him throw on a new mask, but from the back and disappear into the crowd. And she goes into the crowd and she's stopping every guy she sees. And she's like, uh, uh, Peyton. And it's not him. She's like, Peyton. And it's not him. Mm-hmm. And then you see in the middle Eli. of the crowd, you turn around. Oh, this is the best. This is the goddamn it's, best. It made and me so happy. I forgot like, about this. Oh, you forgot about it? I mean, I, yeah, because I'm curious, like as a kid, like especially if you haven't seen the. I, I'm guessing as a kid, I didn't fucking if, watch if, like, the this entire is your first movie. Sam Raimi movie, too. Yeah. Like maybe you haven't seen it since. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm guessing well, I didn't cable know. movies like, you know, you know how cable movies were. You could watch like a third of a movie. Yeah. And then just not catch the ending because you start watching another third of the movie. If I, if I would know? have got the reference, which I may have, you know, I don't remember, but I might have. I might have been like <gasps> Briscoe County Junior. Yeah. You know, that yeah, would have yeah. been my reference. But anyways, point. what we're saying is Bruce as the Campbell. movie ends, Dark Man's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. The mask he puts, he on, puts on a fucking on Bruce, Campbell mask. A Bruce Campbell mask. And then he just disappears into the crowd and wanders off. Yeah. Um. And it fucking rocks. And then there's <laughs> it's because uh, the whole there are a couple times I watch it. I was like, man, it'd be cool. If they, you know, y- you have all these Sam Raimi isms. Yes. You know, I see the big yellow fucking uh, Buick or whatever it is. Chevy. Yep. Yep. You know, that's in the helicopter scene at the end, you know, and uh, you like all the other shit we talk about. You got you got his brothers in there and stuff. And, you know, a Sam Raimi movie is a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. And this Sam Raimi movie is missing one of my favorite things about Sam Raimi movies. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, and he's on the fucking last shot of the movie. Yeah. Fucking rules. I, I forgot he's that. A young, and- he's a young baby Bruce Campbell. Like, it's, the thing is, too, the, this movie did pretty good at the, the blocks yes. office. It was because you know? it rode that Batman from the year before. Oh, 100%. And people 100%, said between and it was this R-rated. And- it was like everything mm-hmm. you like about Batman, but with f- fucking Robocop in there. They, there was like an article I saw from back then that was like, this and Dick Tracy would have been bombs if Batman wouldn't have been the hit it was the year before. Like Absolutely. nobody would have seen these. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, like I'm saying, so a lot of these people also like it's less of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which makes it even more badass when you're retroactively looking back thirty fucking years. That you know this is a total like uh, fan service. Yes. You know, before fan service was a fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. The um, I'll say this, that uh, something that's interesting about this movie is when it came out, speaking of being in the theaters and stuff, uh, it came out. Uh, where's that? I lost it. There it is here. Control F dark man. It came out September. No, August 24th. 1990. Do you know what came out one week before it? Dances with wolves. Nope. A little Batman. movie that we covered during Last a little week. thing called Christian Sleep Roll. Oh, pump, yeah. Pump up pump the up volume. The Dude, I, you know what I was talking about being nostalgic about the fucking podcast and thinking yep. about stuff, man? Got me thinking. I Pump up the volume is one of our best goddamn episodes. It's a great a one. Shit. It's Christian great Slater one. month rocks. I yep. think Gleaming the Cube's good. Yep. It's just, uh, we were, well, I'll be honest. And and again, I, I kind of talked we, a couple we weeks peeled ago. back so many layers. And I talked a little bit about too. how John Candy month, I was busy, uh, really. So yeah. my brain was scrambled during uh-huh. it all anyway. But another problem with a, a problem with John Candy month is I feel like we know those movies a lot that we discussed. Yeah. So whereas with the Christian Slater movies, even though I'd seen pump up a volume a lot, I hadn't seen it a long time. I had Plus, never seen Heather's. Yeah. I had never, you know, um, Plus, 
Yeah. Plus the uh, John Candy month for much as much as we liked it. Uh, this is how sequels go. They just aren't as good as the original. But uh, as much as I enjoyed John Candy month and the movies, they're very homogenized. You know That's what I right. mean? That's like right. two of them are John Hughes movies. Yeah. You know, where it's also good that you can see them through that perspective and kind of yeah. see we how, saw Christian Slater how they changed within themselves. You know That's what I right. mean? So that's pretty interesting to watch. You know, there's perspective to everything, but to be able to have all these different takes and especially all these movies are marketed to like the a Gen X kid anyways. And uh, they're all a little bit smarter than most of your like high school movies, which is kind of funny when we're juxtapositioning John Hughes dumb anyways, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, uh, is this is, I just tailed off because I'm fucking high. Pop but, uh, kicked in. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. But you know what I'm saying, man. And we saw it with in Christian Slaperl, we saw four different movies with four different Christian Slaters. Yeah. In that, we saw three of the same John Candies and one similar. Ooh, yeah. still wonderful. Glad we did it. Loved rewatching all those movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, and this was also here's an interesting thing that I thought this movie came out uh, a month before Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. So it's like you just think about what that what that year was like, 1990. And mm-hmm. we've discussed it before about how big that year was. This was the 36th biggest movie at the box office that year, beating out Predator 2, beating out Kindergarten Cop, beating out uh, The Godfather Part 3 even. Yeah. Um, but guess what was one movie ahead of this movie at the box office that year? Nope. Stop. Guess what was five movies ahead of that that year oliver and company gremlins to the new batch Woo! the number 29 was gremlins to the number one movie of 1990 do you know that dick tracy ghost oh yeah ghost pretty woman home alone and then number four movie of 1990 box office according to box office mojo teenage mutant ninja turtles ghost and pretty women yep big Big, big movies, movies, big movies, um, big movies. Now, uh, there's two sequels to this, which I have seen both of them once. I've seen this movie, you know, yeah. enough. I can't both them because I, I mentioned that I recorded this off USA. Once. I have no I have no desire for the sequels. I mean, they're not bad. No. I mean, they're not good. But like, if you like just seeing Darkman do Darkman shit. Yeah, I could have watched. I mean, I could have watched them back in the day, but they're direct. I mean, now, yeah. you know, they're. Being that they're direct to video and then don't have Liam Neeson, they're not Liam Neeson or Sam it, Raimi. It's um like the guy, his name is Arnold Vozolo. He's the guy that plays the mummy in the in the mummy movies. Oh he's yeah, the, he's the he's the guy that's not Billy Zane. Boris you know, Karloff. he looks like Billy Zane, but he's not Billy Zane. Oh yeah, um, it's him. Uh, and he doesn't actually look like Billy Zane. Titanic the other day. I did too. Did you watch that on Pluto? Same here. Yeah, last <laughs> night. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, but those are out. And then also there's been a handful of what, uh, at, what at, scene. What scene do you watch on? Titanic? Uh, it was the early it was early in it when like he yeah. gets the ticket I, and he runs on the boat and everything. That movie's 10 hours on Pluto. <laughs> yeah, because commercials, <laughs> man. Um, the uh, uh, and then at the time this movie came out, there was also obviously the video games and then Marvel Comics did a handful of comics to it. And then a few years ago, there's but like, why not roll Darkman into the Marvel Universe somehow? Do you think Sam Raimi owns it? There was apparently a comic book, like one of those like one offs a couple years ago where right. Darkman meets Ash 
and that sounds well, really cool but you know uh mcu multiverse yeah. of madness yeah directed by sam raimi that would be awesome uh, you know it, it, it's not outside the realm of you know possibilities possibilities that you could have a sam i mean a dark man cameo in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. It would be awesome, even if it's just Liam Neeson like playing like a scientist or something. Even if it's just like a single frame of like some kind of portal. I couldn't find. Know? I couldn't Kinda find like out- how they did a lot of shit in Turtles Forever. Exactly. I, that is what I really want out of that movie. That's what I wanted out of Endgame. That's what I thought I Endgame was going to be. That out of every movie. Me too. That's why the I multiverse like the- should be in, uh, an intricate plot device to fucking everything. Strikes. I like the Arrowverse uh, so much is because it made everything canon. Yeah. Um, now I want. Okay. So that's the show. <laughs> Great job. Dark man. Yeah, what do you, how many yeah. causes do you give it? <sighs> Buddy, are you, what's going on? You know, I just out? get tired. I'm always a three. I don't, I didn't hate yeah, it. Yeah, I know it's hard. Everything's a three. It's a, I, it's a solid three. It's, I mean, I like the Sam Raimi of it. I mean, it's not that good. But yeah. I like, you know, I like I everything like that's I'm going gonna on go, with it. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it a three. And I feel like I might go the other way where I could see myself in a month reflecting on it being like, no, that's a three and a half. I really like that one. Um, yeah. But so for right now, I'll say three causes. Um, Again, it's in the 90 minute range and you got Sam Raimi. And the, I mean, uh, sorry about the spoiler about the best part, because me watching it this morning. And having Bruce Campbell pop up in the last shot of the movie, just like I was going to say, I put me in such a good mood. I was going to say I clapped when that happened. I literally was like, fuck, yeah. yeah. And then it the was, movie ends and Stacy was sitting there the whole time yeah. when I watched it. She was working and I'm like, I was like, what do you think of that? Do you like that? And she's like, no, I, I did not like that movie. I didn't think that was good at all. She wasn't watching. She was my like, my wife couldn't there. even finish the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Right. Um, so, but yeah, dude, that. That moment was akin to on your left, Captain. Exactly. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, that's the movie, Dark Man. Now, before we get into credits, I want to bring up something that happened in our lives. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So you got married. Uh huh. And then we didn't get you a wedding gift at the time. Uh, okay. I forgot to tell the wife this. This is. So funny, I hope. And I hope you guys liked them. I hope you guys weren't like, what the fuck is this? And just threw them away. If you did, I really hope not. But so what happened was Reem and Daniel get married. We go to the celebration and I took random photos throughout the night. Two of the photos, I was like, well, those are kind of cool. I mean, I took a handful or whatever, but like I was like, those are kind of cool. And so we were trying to come up with a wedding gift for you guys. And we knew that you were moving into your new house. So we didn't want to buy you something here that you had to take back or something like that. Yeah. So we were going to buy something to ship it to you. And so I was I, a couple of years ago, my mom went to Ireland and had taken this beautiful photo on the, on a, on a boat that was out on some water of the and stuff. And so I found this website where I could put that on a canvas and make it look like a, a painting yeah, or like a, a nice piece of art. It's still a photo, but whatever. So I was like, I'll do that with some of their wedding photos. And then they could have one little room where it's like, oh, here's some cool photos from that day that aren't that aren't the photos you paid for that are just something special, something different. Yeah. So we go on there. I go on the website. I order them. I get an email that says the photos are done. We're just waiting for them to be picked up by FedEx to be sent to you guys. 
And this is around the same time that I sent you Skeletor and, and the mic stand so that you so that I could have got your new address without tipping the bit. Yeah. Expecting to get a thing one day that just said, just like I did before, where I'd get an email saying, OK, it's being delivered today. And then I could send you a message saying, hey, check your front door. You know, you got this. I never got an email saying it was picked up. So a month went by and I'm pissed. So I started a message with the customer service there. I literally have 20 emails back and forth over a week. The first week of you October. You should follow up with them. Well, here's the thing. So I, I get all these emails and they're saying, we show that it was delivered. And I was like, it wasn't fucking delivered, brother. I would know. And they're like, we saw it was delivered. And I was like, no, your tracking says it was never even picked up at your warehouse. So there's no way it was delivered. So then I fight with them for like a week. And then finally they say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to reprint them and we're going to re-deliver them with no charge to you. And I literally said in the email, like, well, I, you already charged me once. So there is a charge to me. It's because you didn't do your fucking job the first time. And so then it's been a month now <laughs> since the second time. And I go look at the tracking yesterday and it says still has not been picked up by FedEx to be delivered. <laughs> and so I'm like about ready to go off. And then I just text you. Did you get any fucking pictures from your wedding canvas photos? Yeah. And, and you were like, yeah, we got them twice. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, they did it. I'm the bad guy. Because <laughs> I figured if you got them that you would, uh. you would, I, I thought you would at some point be like, oh, do you know who sent these pictures or something? Because such a, like your wedding wasn't enormous. Yeah, so I thought it would be you'd be reaching out to figure out who did this. I thought it was somebody just gra I thought like my I literally thought my mom grabbed him off of fucking Facebook and <laughs> sent them to me. But I like, it, it was she's so, done that. Yeah, it was she's, so funny. Oh. Yeah. Uh, my mom is the only person I know that does the canvas photos thing. It was she something sent, she yeah. sent me and for Christmas a photo of uh, me and my brother and my buddy Joel in Oakland holding a fuck the chief's flag. You know? Oh, that's funny. And, yeah, yeah. And uh but that's I just think it's so, so funny and I hope we, you enjoyed it. No, it said nothing on like where it was like yeah. there was no note. There was no well, nothing. Because that was the other thing so is like, I thought it was gonna, like this is so fucking weird. I thought it was going to go to me because when I ordered it and everything, I gave my ship my billing address, but I thought it was going to go to Patrick Hasty at or your address and I thought that was yeah. going to so I figured you'd know at the time. Yeah. So the fact that it never happened and then it then they did send it again. And I and when still they got another like, one, we were like, hey, we got another. It got really weird when the second one showed up. <laughs> it would have been funny and if I did, like, if I would have not yeah. mentioned messaged you yesterday. And you know, I was like, we got them again. More of these photos. <laughs> oh, boy. What a what a ride. What a one wonderful. Yeah. I hope you guys don't hate them because oh. we just wanted to get you something that you could throw because we knew you had so many rooms in your house. Yeah, we wanted to get you something you could throw on a hallway wall or something to be like, oh, cool. There's a little reminder of our wedding. Right. Um, and not your official ones, because I knew you paid for photos and stuff like that. We wanted it to be something a little kitschy or whatever. Cash. Yeah. Um, but so I, I thought that was so funny. Um, where can the listeners find you, dude? Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. -E. Uh, I like to retweet stuff from like four years ago, see how it does. So you mm -hmm. can uh, follow me and see how they do. Yeah, that sounds good. You can follow me at Patrick Hasty. It's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E, where you will get a tweet that I retweeted from last year. That's just, I hope we beat Josh Gad. I mean, coronavirus. Oh. I hope we beat coronavirus. You, you retweet it or do you just copy and paste it? I retweeted my own tweet. So the date yeah. still says May 4th, 2020. Oh, wow. That's no fun. 
You no, gotta get because those then, new likes, man. But it can no, take off. Here's You're gonna get better interactions. Listen dude. to me. I do also the other version. If it already had a couple likes, that had 28 likes at the beginning or 20 likes in the beginning. But then once somebody re-likes your new retweet, you can unretweet mm-hmm. it and it's already back in the timeline. Um here's a tweet I came up with last night that I thought was really good that I think you'll like. Why do they call it spell? Ch- Why do they say spell check finished instead of typo negative? Nice. That's hey, a good tweet. Right? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, what's what's the top tweet in your draft? Oh, good. Oh, that's fun. Let me look. Um, it might be horrific because a lot of times my drafts are the worst tweets. Top meaning the first or the last? Top. The first. First one. Just hit drafts and tell me what it says. The first, okay, so, but I don't know how yours, so this means this is the first Just read draft. one of your drafts, Patrick. Okay, it's, yeah, I'm into MLMs, Mandy Lee Moore. Oh, yeah. What's yours? Mine, mine's bad. Because it's, uh. Offensive? No, I just, I'm going to be a white guy with dreads, but don't worry, they're only existential. Oh, that's fun. How about this? Only fans, you mean my parents' house in the middle of the dang summer for some reason? <laughs> uh, uh, go yeah. ahead. Give me another one. I love this okay. game. I love drafts. I only like golf because it's fun to drive drunk without consequences. That's good. That's good. Um, how about this? Clifford came out on April 1st, 1994, and Kurt Cobain died on April 4th, 1994. Do you think Kurt Cobain 66. saw the movie Clifford? Right. <laughs> and if he uh, didn't, do you think if he would have, it would have, you know, things would have gone different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. Give me another one. Another one? I love this game. All right. All right. Convincing people of the shit you would do if you only had a brain is a straw man argument. That's a very good one. You can write. Here's a good tweet. You can write not picture Devin Sawa on pretty much every single photo you print you post. I don't this is just an actual draft. It's crash test dummies, mmm, TLC, waterfalls, everlast, what it's like. What but it's there's like no punchline, so I don't know what's going so on. So my there. draft of that would be I first I'd go with what it's like by Everlast. Then I'd go with uh, waterfalls, then I'd go with mmm. Oh, yeah, there's another rough one. Let me know. Oh, I went all the way back. It says, just a friendly reminder that popsicles are. And that's it? Yeah. Yeah, I love shit like that. That's horrible, man. I also. It's tweeted... where you like think of a premise, but you never. And, and you start writing it out, but you never get a punchline on it. So you yep. just have this weird like setup and it's the worst. Well, I just like. got a new phone. So mine are all from like the last month. But this is what I like. NFTs are Lulu Row for potheads. But I don't know if that I don't know if that's a logical argument. It was just the thing I thought. Yeah. Um and then I think I've tweet I think I ended up tweeting this. I don't know why it's in here, because I think I did send this, but imagine being a little kid named Dumbledore and then all of a sudden the fucking Harry Potter books come out and your life's a goddamn joke. <laughs> and then my favorite is this one, which is this is like do not tweet until December 31st, 2021. And it's, I had a really great year. And then it's that red flags meme, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, I have the do not tweet until because I didn't want to be like, fuck it up and tweet it too early. Is that the music playing? Yeah, we're all done, man. 
Uh, get on the Patreon. Tell your friends. Uh, give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. Give us fifteen dollars. Send us an email at nostalgicfront at gmail.com. Oh yeah. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember: if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.